Combat divas. Stomp your left, right, left. Combat divas. Hey. Hey. In my mind, I'm getting down. Like, my beatbox is on point. Like, because some people probably didn't even hear it. They was like, oh, they did a remix. Like, no, they didn't so do a remix. That was, that was me beatboxing. That was TG over there. But if he did say that, like, thank you. Because oh, okay. I thought I was going hard. Like, I was one of the fat boys. <laughs> Good day. We are back, 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 back for another episode. <laughs> that went over a lot of people head. The fat boys. What type of statement is that to say? It was an actual group back in the day. Yeah, for, I just want to say. For all the young kids in the all the young, all the, all the Generation Z that's like, what? <laughs> Who is Denzel Washington? Mm. Um, so anyway, <laughs> we're back. And we are talking a little bit about uh, matters of the heart, which we do a lot here lately. You know, matters of the heart are important. But just a little bit, we're going to pull at the strings of your heart. And we're going to talk about vulnerability just a little bit. Because the word has such a negative connotation. Tanisha just hit herself in the, in the face with the I, microphone. I did. The word has such a negative connotation and vulnerable that it overtakes the actual just bliss and, and greatness that that word encompasses. And so we want to talk a little bit about it. Somebody came up to me and was like, um, I really love this guy, but I don't want to tell him I love Now, they had, they've been dating for like, like nine months almost. And she was like, I really love this guy, but I don't want to tell him I love him because, I mean, I'm not going to show my hand first. I don't want to be vulnerable first. Like, once he tell me he love me, then I tell him I love him. And then I thought to myself, like, I mean, are we, is she well in her 30s? Like, older, like, mid to late 30s. So I thought to myself, like, at what point do we, are we able to express ourselves without feeling like we're leaving a part of ourselves or like we're, we're giving away too much of ourselves? And that's where the word vulnerability comes in, um, that they, we don't want to be vulnerable to express ourselves. No. It's very scary. It's, um, I got it. Like, it's scary as hell to be, to be vulnerable, to let somebody in, to let mm-hmm. your guard down, because it could be from past trauma. It could that's be true. from somebody hurting you, and you don't want to be hurt again. You don't want to feel that feeling again. So um, sometimes it's, it's just very extremely difficult. And yeah. That's just, I don't know, maybe that's just, is that like just human form? I mean, it's the whole, especially with the I love you word, because love is such a big word, so you don't want to tell nobody you love them. And this goes on both sides. Both women and men do this. And it's just the fear of saying it up to, you know, if I say it up front, will they receive it? If I tell this person I love him, will he be like, oh, I love you too? Or will he be like... Oh, just kind of soon. I don't know, you know, where they jump back. You're afraid of their answer. Right. However, we can't, if we have put in the work, if I have, and I am big on universal laws and how it works, if we have done the work and I have put out in the universe, I want this type of guy. I want this type of man. I want him to do this. I want him to do that. Not superficial, not his height, weight, build, you know, bank account situation like that. I mean, you can kind of say you don't want to be broke. I got it. But like, as far as just in your heart, how you feel like the the person that you want to be in your life, you put that work in, you put it out, you wrote a list or whatever, and put it out to God, or if you just believe in the universe, I got it. If you put that out, you will get that back. So when that person does come in your life in that direction, we have to be able to receive it and not be scared that we're going to lose them so much. Because that's part of the reason why we don't tell people we love them, because we don't want to lose them. And we don't want to be too vulnerable up front and then they don't take it the same way. So it's not really 
vulnerability is vulnerability masking itself as fear of re- uh, rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of losing someone. It's, it's many I, faces. I think it's being, um, you have to be secure with mm-hmm. like yourself and, and being in touch with your feelings when you do say those words. That's true. You have to kind of like put yourself in the mental state to where, like if I say this word, if I say, hey... I love you or I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. Will they be like will you be okay if that person doesn't say the same? Right. If they don't say, "Oh, I love you too." Mm-hmm. Like will you be okay if you say like, "Hey, I love you." <laughs> and they just <laughs> they look, don't say it back. And they just look at you it's like if they say they something say- like, "Thank you." <laughs> like how do you, how do you recover from that? How do you bounce back from that? So like you oh, have to be very uh, very confident in the person that you are. They hug and you and kiss you like, Mwah. like, it, like oh, thank you. Mwah. Yeah, I'm not ready to say it back, but that was great. Thanks. I, <laughs> I, I don't know because um like when I first said it, um how old was I? I think I was 16 mm-hmm. when I said it, and I was like, I love you, and he was like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh. You didn't know what to say. Uh, okay. Like, this is not in those uh, made-for-TV movies or those, <laughs> uh, those after-school specials when, when you know, what? you say it to the person. They'd be like, I love you, too. Right. Yeah. It didn't happen like that? It didn't happen like but that. But where, where did we get to? Uh, so, you were 16 at that time. Yeah. Now, fast forward, you know, f- over 15 years not telling your age or nothing, but you rolling <laughs> into your 30s now. Would you still feel that same shame into... Uh, 33, okay. <laughs> Would you still feel that same shame telling somebody you love them no. first? No. Nope. Like, I'll it, put it out there and I'll just I'll just say it. I was like, I, you know, I, I love you. Yeah, it's a and, maturity level. And just knowing that, like, well, I'm okay if that person don't... Uh, if they don't say it back to mm-hmm. me right away. Because I would like to can't. hear it eventually, <laughs> right? But you know, but I'm but you okay. know where you are in that relationship yeah. now. I mean, and you know whether this is going to be a long term one or it may not make it to the the big league. Like, because you can't lose the right person. I don't think it matters to me if it's like if 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 I put it into the universe, like okay, it's going to be a long term thing. Because sometimes it just doesn't happen. It just don't turn out to be That's something long term. But right. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I. I don't say it right away. Mm-hmm. Maybe like if I like, what if I feel it and I'm first two weeks into this and you're like, oh, okay, I don't want to like a psychopath, but I know how I feel, <laughs> but I don't want to look like a psychopath because sometimes right. that word, someone else not in touch with their feelings like you are, they can hear that yeah. word and they'd be like, oh shit, she too close. It it triggers their fear. And yeah. I mean, that's why I always, I used to ask people like when, when I started dating them about their childhood, like how they were brought up, were both of their parents in the home? Um, were the, 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 just the mom raise them, just the dad raise them, even if their parents weren't together, that they have a relationship with both parents. That, because all of that, tri- I mean, just forms how you are as, a, as you grow older. Because whether we know it or not, subconsciously, we build fences, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm hurt, I know, and we do it from, from youth, right? I, I tell my, my kid now, if you touch the stove, it's hot. And she don't really get into the stove, hot, hot, mommy. Now you know it's hot. Now she won't ever touch the stove again because she don't want to feel hot no more. Mm-hmm. And as we we keep those same defense mechanisms as we grow up. Yeah. So the more we grow, we we remember ah pain, pain. Yeah. No, 
pain and we just keep that in our head and we don't want to feel that again and if that pain is related to that one time when they were vulnerable exactly then they don't express it it's something that gets subdued yeah and that's the connection they make so hard like i had uh read a quote and it said we love seeing raw truth and openness in other people but we are afraid to let them see it in us Mm, that is so true because we, I mean, we walk around with masks a lot of time. Yeah. And so we don't really allow people to see who we really are. And once we do, it's, it, it is like a big fear. Because yeah. even us doing a podcast, people are like, oh my God, the transparency. I could never. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, people under people can relate to transparency. What's from the heart reaches the heart. So like, if you're talking from the heart, even if you're talking about your fears, mm-hmm. like if you're in, in my opinion, if you're in a relationship and that is your fear, say that. Like, but a lot of times we just like trying to misconstrue it and like, no, that's what you want. That's not what I want per se. Just uh, the more we are able to open up and and talk about what we really want from each other, the more we can kind of solidify our relationship or lack thereof. Because some people aren't willing to be vulnerable. Some Some people aren't willing to let that fear go. And if they aren't, then we have to make that hard decision if... You know, we can keep dealing with that type of relationship or we have to let it go as well yeah. because we're ready now to move forward into something that's that's a mutual vulnerability. Like I should be able to come home and 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 tell you, you know, how, about my day or how I feel and you should be able to see my weakness and not see that as a weakness, but yeah. see that as this is where she needs my help and my hugs and my comfort versus no uh because some you know it ends up being misconstrued because yeah. i remember my husband because we both was in the military so he saw me as this pillar of strength mm-hmm. like no i done seen you lead troops and all this i mean you cool <laughs> you got it but i'm i'm just putting on that face for the uniform like i have to be that way in uniform but out of uniform i was just like this little baby you know but not baby but i'm this mush ball you know i'm very loving and very much I, I want to cry on your shoulder very much i'm uh just i'm just that girl so right you felt security in your alter like an alter uh yeah, alter but, existence but he didn't know that oh. until we started dating because he saw me as this pillar of strength and so he would treat me like that like no you're strong i get it you're strong you know i get it like, <laughs> i'm not i'm not i i need you i i need you a lot you know and so to see that vulnerability he was like oh, I didn't expect that. So, like, he and Tori had to fall in line to the vulnerability versus me just being this, no, I'm cool, I got it, I'm cool, I got it. Like, because at home, I don't want to change my mask. I want to be who I'm going to be. Then for the world, sometimes you have to put on a good face and, oh, I'm I'm chipper, I'm cheery, Mm -hmm. and be vulnerable back at home. But you know what? I Like, just as us sitting here talking about it and... What it what came to me was we can't let someone's reactions to our vulnerability deter us from being vulnerable. That's true. Because That's true. you can like just go into like um, expressing your feelings. It's not even have to be love. Like oh, you know, I really really enjoy hanging out with you. We should mm-hmm. do this again sometime. And you just expressing that you enjoy <laughs> someone's company and you want to do it again. Yeah. And somebody might be like, ooh, uh, uh. And, and they might, and, and it's just them. And it's not even you. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm communicating. I'm expressing how I feel. Right. And I'm open and I'm honest how this person is making me feel enough to want to uh, continue 
another outing with this person. Right. And then their insecurity to be like, ooh, this person is too close. <laughs> oh my God. I don't want this person to be it's, that close to me. And then you seeing that reaction and you might be like, shit, I can't say this again. <laughs> I can't do this they, again. They can't handle this. And that adds to your trauma. And that it makes does. you, that puts up more guard, that puts up more walls. And it's just, it, it's, oh, it's a cycle. Actually, the strongest person in the room is the most vulnerable one. It is the person who can understand and is in touch with his own feelings and emotions and can be sympathetic to everybody else's feelings and emotions. Like, because we write people off, you know, like if you come off strong, I automatically assume that you are a pillar of strength all the time. Mm -hmm. And until I allow myself to be vulnerable enough to get close enough to you and know that uh, you have all these pillars, like you are strong in, in this area of, you know, you know, being an army person, but really in the back uh, in the background, you're this nice and just understanding and pillar of you know, and you've been through this and you've been through that, mm-hmm. and you do need my assistance and hugs and love. Versus you know, now when we're back in the, in the, doing our career, we're back strong again, and so that is a nice um, divide, but. It, it takes a lot of strength to just be vulnerable altogether. But isn't it's not that exhausting easy. having to to be to be two parts? And it is it's definitely. Like in our society, you have it's like you forced to be two parts because um, you were saying that the the most the strongest person in the room is the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But society tell us vulnerability is weakness. Exactly, that's true, and and it's tough to do both because uh, uh, that's why you wear the mask in public. Because you don't want to come off as being the vulnerable. Because people think they can take advantage of you. The word vulnerable just has such a negative connotation. It means that you kind of weak and feeble, and you you know you can be easily manipulated. When, and that's not the case at all either. It's just that I'm so in touch with my feelings that I don't mind expressing them to you. Even and we were trying to talk about this earlier. Even in the grocery store. The person in the lady aisle who is talking about all a situation, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, have you ever tried this tampon? I really like it because, uh, I mean, that's the person that makes you feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, my God, TMI. Yeah. But, but she's, she, she's very, very well aware of us. Right. And then I was saying, like, don't let that person's um, reaction to your vulnerability deter you from <laughs> right. being vulnerable again. Because that person could have been like, okay, I told this person that. And it's like, oh, my God, TMI. That's too much. That's an overshare. Oh, my God, I'm so uncomfortable. Right. And they could be like, oh. And that can take a peg out of that person and be like, shit, I probably shouldn't share as much. I shouldn't be so honest. Like, yeah. I and it's like, we have to, you know, we have to let those walls down. Yeah, like, I always I commend those when people. You need, put them up when you need yeah, them. Yeah, it's a security thing. Like, you can't be overly wrong. I get it. But in everything, have moderation. So, yeah. I, I mean, there has to be a certain amount of vulnerability that I can receive love and I can receive uh, people who care about me without, you know, feeling weird or, you know, if, cause, because nine times out of 10, what happens is if this person loves me now, uh, what if I lose them? What if uh, this happened? What if they, or uh, this person love, what if they reject me? What if, so we have all these different what ifs in our mind that that's automatically programmed from past negative experience. And I used to tell people, I was like, you know, you know, my husband's been married before, so I used to tell him in the beginning, like, let me make my own mistakes. Like, don't hold me accountable for whatever these other people did. Like, let me be able to, to if, I, if that's my mistake, then that's my mistake. But if it's something that this person did and I, it kind of triggered a, an emotion, mm-hmm. don't hold me accountable for that because I didn't do what that person did to you. Right. So, like me, I, I mean, I just doing my little, just a little research here and there. And it says the biggest risk of vulnerability is the overwhelming feeling of being rejected, 
laughed at or being criticized. Mm. And a lot of times when a person is open about their feelings, like uh, even in a classroom setting, yeah. you stand in front of the class and someone feeling awkward or someone else feeling uh, uh, uncomfortable laughing at you and other people are yeah. also feeling uncomfortable so they laughing because the other person is laughing <laughs> right. now you looking like shit I can't say this yeah. ever again I can't read my poem because I'm so raw and open in this poem yeah. and they laughing at that's me. why most people are so terrified of public speaking yeah. like a, a lot of they, they usually say that the person in, in a casket is, is more fearful than the person up there giving a eulogy because that person is talking to everybody like that because it does take transparency like because you're subject to everybody's opinions you're subject to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What everybody thinks about you in the first 15 to 30 seconds of public speaking is horrifying because everybody has the same face. You know, like there's this, you know, face of they're trying to figure you out. And if you look at their faces a lot of times, you'd be all screwed up. Like, I don't know how this crowd is receiving me. You know, that, even stand up comedians, like once you get the first laugh, then you can kind of keep the ball rolling. But before you get the first laugh, like everybody's looking at you very judgingly. And it's, it's terrifying. It is a terrifying and experience. I think the way to help that out and far as just in society period is just to be conscious of how you react to someone's vulnerability because mm. we i mean if we don't even i don't think we even realize it ourselves like uh we have that one friend when you talking about uh like we talking about sex and we talking about <laughs> yeah like really like we have that person to where everybody has come together on that story like yeah 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 okay so that happened to me too like yeah 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 they're like oh oh so you did this you did this and it's like and you got that one friend to be like oh so you ain't never did a split uh, on the wall and the person cut and you be like oh oh what no, too far no. too far nope I can't I can't relate and I can't then, relate and if that person wasn't strong enough in their openness they would ever share they again recluse, they would they would go like they would retreat from sharing because we always that group to be like yeah. oh so you uh, yeah and so we and have to be a little bit more conscious of that when we do that, even Webster, open. yeah, Webster messed them up. Webster said the definition of vulnerability is susces- susceptible. Ooh. Wow, shit! Hooked <laughs> on phonics works for me. Uh, susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm. Like everything about that is <laughs> negative. Like yes. Now, if you're vulnerable, you have opened yourself up to be hurt. That's pretty much what that says. Yes. And that is how we take the word vulnerability. Once I open up, now I can be hurt. And so now I have to take that for what it is. But I, I just feel like you can't open yourself up to even be loved or receive love. If you're scared. If you're scared. Exactly. Because you, you always have that in your head. That they, these, this person is going to ignite some type of fear or harm you in some way. And so now we keep getting closed off and keep being closed off. But how can you truly love someone? How can you truly receive love without being fully open to all those aspects? You have to be be be, open. Yeah, whether it be that that fear of being hurt. Like, that's, in my personal opinion, that is sincere, true, full love is when I can open myself up fully, Mm -hmm. even to the the possibility of being attacked or harmed. I still love you. 100% 100% and solely. And those type of loves are um, just phenomenal. Like, when you let you the can person see in. Yeah, when, when you can let... I mean, you can see it. I mean, the, you just know. These type of people have sex every day. I mean, this is great. <laughs> these are the really good relationships that are just like flowing and like making moves because they have both opened themselves up fully 
to yeah. even the possibility of being hurt. Just experiencing it because it's like I can't I can't love you outside of my guarded wall. Like I can't mm. I can't let you like if I if I, I ain't think- let you win, can I really fully kind of take in that whole experience of what it is to mm. be with somebody mm. if I don't even let you in. I can't I, I ain't even let you Ooh. in. I can't how can I get with you outside this wall? Like that, I ain't even let you in. Like get with you, you, you outside have to get, the guarded wall. <laughs> like That's I have really to good. allow you in to and just take a chance. You're taking a gamble of that person hurting your feelings. You're taking a gamble of that person yeah. not uh, being up to par uh, how you want them to be or how you envision them to be. You just have to just let it be. And that exactly. could be the best thing that has ever it could be. happened to you. Exactly. But you would never know. You'd be like, oh, because you won't let them in. You so for, And it's not even just fear of you know rejection, this person going to hurt you. It, it's the fear of, of, of losing them. And and this happens a lot where people are good friends, right? Mm-hmm. We we are great friends, male, female, whatever. And you know now we are moving into a level of I don't want to be your friend anymore. I I I'm actually in love with you. And this is what happens when friends become lovers, right? Mm-hmm. I'm actually in love with you. Then one the one person who is in love wants to say to the other person like I I want I don't want to be friends anymore. Like I have fallen in love with you through throughout this friendship, mm-hmm. and I want to be you know close to you, but you say that at the risk of losing the friendship altogether because the you know one person might reject you or whatever. That person But that fair. shouldn't stop you from going out and just saying, hey, I love you. Like no matter if you know it compromises the friendship or not, nine times out of ten, sometimes it won't because you know that person probably loves you too and just y'all both repressing, you know, mm-hmm. emotions to maintain friendship. But I mean, you have to be, you got to be able to throw caution to the wind on, in that too and be like, I, I mean, I know we're friends, but I love you and I want to be with you. And I feel like you can't be afraid to lose a person because what kind of life is that to live? Because if you're afraid to lose that person, then you won't allow yourself to be close to that person. That's true. And you will pull back from that friendship, whether it's a relationship or just a regular friendship, you pull back. And it's like all this time, like, like, you, like losing that person, it can be, it could be the next moment. I mean, yeah. it could be the next day, it could yeah. be the next week or whatever, mm-hmm. but you are holding yourself back from possibly having that that great outing, that yeah. good road trip, mm-hmm. that trip of a lifetime, that mm-hmm. good moment, that laughing, I can't I can't catch my breath type of life. Like you list you miss out on all these good moments exactly. out of fear and you pushing a person away out of fear of out of fear being rejected or just and your that's crazy security. because you want this person in your life, but you want them in your life so much that you are willing to push them away for the sake of not losing them. Yeah. That, my friend, that's is... That's a lonely life. <laughs> crazy. It's a lonely life because you end up doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So the and, and you still, even if that is your friend, that's the person you pushed away, you compare everybody to that person because that's who you want to be with anyway. Mm-hmm. So you move on to another relationship and I, I'm still thinking about... This person that I pushed away, mm-hmm. and I'm in another relationship, but I still I'm still thinking about this person I pushed away, and it has to come to a point where you you throw caution to the wind. You like you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it, whether we lose each other as friends or not. I have to be able to say that I love them and I want to be with them without fear of the consequences. And that, my friend, is strength. Yeah, in me, in its own. I have to find that strength because me, far as being vulnerable, I struggle with like I'm I'm afraid of rejection. Yeah. And I'm like as vulnerable I'm like as as open as I am about a lot of things I'm still working on that fear of rejection. Yeah. Because I I've been in a situation to like uh you know throwing a party and no one you know throwing a party putting a party together and no one 
shows up and that's mm-hmm. I'm like it, not no one but it'd be like a couple maybe a couple people I maybe say out of 20 people you invited maybe two people show up or something mm-hmm. like that and you feel that rejection because it's a lot of people that say like yeah no no I'm gonna come I'm gonna come I'm come through yeah. I'm gonna bring this gift and I'm gonna do this 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 that and the third mm-hmm. and then they don't show up mm-hmm. so that that kind of like sets the tone for the future and me, I'm like, no, I don't want to throw any parties. I don't want to do this. I don't do that. And then, you like, you don't want to feel that way because I don't want to feel that way again. I mm-hmm. hate how that feels, and I know I take it personally. Just like um, I'm a new homeowner, mm-hmm. so I had put together a a housewarming, and I invited maybe I don't know, maybe 25 people or so. And out of 25 of those people, I had uh, maybe six, mm. maybe six show up mm-hmm. or whatever. And that made me feel some type of way. But that six that showed up, those are my closest, right. closer than close friends. And I was like, okay, that's that's a given. I know those people are going to show up. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that have my back. And I was thinking like, maybe I should have just kept it small and just had my homies come over or whatever. But I was like, no. They was like, no, put the put the invitation out. No, get your friends in. No, no, no. Right. I'm like, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. Like, Girl, it's a housewarming. Do that. Do that. And, I'm like, and I did it. And the thing that I feared happening, happened. Right. So I had people that RSVP'd and say, yeah, I'll be there. Uh, what kind of wine do you drink? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I like this type of wine. Did that person show up? Did that person offer an explanation? No. And then I had a few valid excuses of people like, okay, well, I couldn't get off of work. Mm-hmm. Or this happened or that happened or something just popped up. Right. I get it. Life happens. I'm a very understanding person. If you upfront with me and you tell me what the situation is, but mm-hmm. I had people that I'm like I felt ghosted, mm-hmm. like people that RSVP said they was coming, probably said they was on their way or they trying to get here, and then they just never showed up, and never so you- offered the explanation, never. And then I wanted to, and like, and I, I wanted to rage against it. I wanted to speak out, and I'm like, and I did, but then I had. I had deleted what I said. I put it on social media. I was like, oh, for those that showed up. I like, <laughs> like, I had some shit to say. But that's, and that's being vulnerable too. That's, Allowing part people of that is vulnerability, but part of that was vengeance. Like, it's, I'm going to make you feel, I'm going to try to make you feel like I felt. But no, I don't, I wouldn't even, see, I didn't even think it as a vengeance thing. I wanted to put out there, like, because you, like, you all people, like, you, you said you was going to show up. And you didn't show up. You didn't offer an explanation. You just was like, okay, maybe I just wasn't high enough on your social calendar or whatever. <laughs> Shit, I would even appreciate if you just said like, well, it really wasn't important to me. And I'd have been like, well, damn. Well, I thank you for your honesty. Yeah. But I didn't think of it as a, um, you know, a vengeance. I thought right. of it as me being open and allowing people to know how that made me feel. Whether you okay. care about how I felt or you'd be like, man, bitch, get over it. Whatever, <laughs> but that's you responding. You know, that's your response to how I felt and, and how you made me feel. And I felt like that's it's okay to be vulnerable and let somebody know what right. they did to you and how that how it, that hurts you. Definitely, it is definitely okay. Which I kind of made open. me feel like oh, I did. Do I was that. one of the people at the table that shamed you for not for putting that on social media. <laughs> like, put that down. Everybody need to know how you feel right being now. Being criticized. Yep, I definitely uh, shamed you, but uh, <laughs> at the same time, we have to know. Um, how to uh, handle, you know, when those things happen. So when that rejection, if and when that rejection happens, how to handle that? And when or if that, because re- it all stems back, in, in my opinion, from childhood. I oftentimes tell this story. I used to talk, I was talking to this guy one time 
And, you know, things were just weren't going his way at that point in time. Like, everybody was, he felt like everybody was taking from him. I'm like, man, what's going on? He like, or no, I asked him for something. I'm like, hey, let me get one of them, you know, whatever. Boots actually playing. And I was like, hey, let me get one of them. He like, no, man, I'm tired of sharing my stuff. Everybody ain't going to always be asking for my toys. And I be, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Excuse me. Toys? Like, what are we even talking about? Like, he regressed always from his childhood. To prove his point, because that's where that emotion came from. Mm-hmm. He felt like everybody was taking his toys without asking him, I guess, as a child. And so as he grew, he to himself, he made a mental note, like, I'm not going to always be sharing my stuff. I'm going to keep my stuff. And when he's pushed into a corner, he regresses back to six-year-olds or seven-year-old or whatever, and he come back out fighting. No, because y'all ain't going to... That's what he wanted to say when he was six or seven. Y'all ain't going to take all my toys. you know. Mm-hmm. But now that he's an adult, he feel like he can say he's empowered. Now he went back to toys. This a lot of these feelings and emotions stem towards childhood. That's why I ask people again, how was your childhood growing up? Because if you had a jacked up childhood, I need to know so I know how to so but I how, know what to expect of you. But how, especially but if you haven't gone to but therapy. Sometimes they don't even know if their childhood was jacked up because exactly. what they've been exposed that's to may why, be their norm. That's why another question is, have you gone to therapy? Because if you explain to me your childhood and it's jacked up, my follow-up question is, have you talked to somebody about that? And if you haven't, then now I know what I'm dealing with. Like, okay, so you got some unresolved issues. That's okay. But don't we all have unresolved issues? We all have unresolved issues. But that's why therapy exists, and I am an advocate for it. Talk Mm -hmm. to somebody impartial so that you can get this stuff off your chest and and talk about it. Because a lot of times you have those aha moments in therapy like, Wow. I didn't know that I was treating people that way because my mom did that. Like, you don't know mm-hmm. until after you get in therapy. Like, is that why I yell at everybody? Because my mom yelled at me? Yeah, see, but the Oh, real- my God. And you have those moments there. Where you're- <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. But, but no, but the... <laughs> <laughs> but the real work That's is me. once you've been enlightened by, um, you know, once you've been enlightened by what your childhood did to you... Mm-hmm. Will you put that into action? A, a lot of times you will, that, but you will regress to it because it's a, it's a it's like muscle memory. So, like for example, I had an experience this week where I felt like I, I failed in an area, and it took me. I, I I almost felt like I was a kid again, and I had to go to therapy to figure out why I w- my emotions were so strong in this area, mm-hmm. like because I was like becoming unraveled, and it, nothing was really seriously wrong. It was just in my mind, I felt like I failed at something. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm not just, <laughs> I fell in this area. And I, I talked to, you know, I went to go see somebody and talked to them about it. Like, I don't know why I'm coming unraveled about this. Like, mm-hmm. because in, my, in the back of my mind, I know that nothing is really wrong, but something is wrong. So what's going on? So we talked it through and found out, you know, sure enough, I've always felt that way if I felt like I wasn't the best at something or excelling in something. Like, mm-hmm. I have to feel like I'm excelling in an area in order for me to continue it on. And that came from, you know, a childhood situation where I felt like I needed to excel to gain people acceptance. And so, anyway, go on, on, on. Therapy <laughs> figured it out for me. Okay. But you have these aha moments in therapy. Yeah. And I think that's why therapy is so important. So, a lot of times we don't know that childhood has screwed us up until we go to therapy and it's like, well, <laughs> glad you told me that. I had no idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's how therapy goes. But... Again, back to vulnerability, uh, <laughs> and I was just vulnerable to let you know about my therapy. That session. was very open. I, look, I'm an open I, person. You know, I I tend to I tend to show my cards. I could. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I com- tend to show my cards. I commend you for that. Yeah, I tend to put it all will, out there. I, I will celebrate you for that. I I do it in a very sarcastic way, so that I hope that you find humor in my pain. Like, and 
I think that's the that's the cornerstone of comedy to <laughs> to, to have pain but then find humor in it. Like that's why the army works. It's just it's all sarcasm about pain and disguising what really you know that's, isn't that's, great. I mean that's so. still a, that's still a little bit of a wall though. It's a very much it's a big wall, but you know it's a coping mechanism, and you can't take everything from me. So oh, I no, I, want, I don't want to take your toys. I don't want to take your toys. I don't want to play with my toys. I don't so, want to take your toys. Anyway, you have your toys. It's okay. I said I said to say vulnerability sometimes is the strongest emotion, and sometimes vulnerability isn't just vulnerability. It's masking itself as fear of commitment, fear of rejection, fear of losing control, uh, and uh, several several other things. So if you find yourself in a position where you want to be vulnerable but have to tussle back and forth with it, I hope that our conversation and discussion kind of helped you kind of to veer in the right direction. And I, and I would just say just know that it's not a weakness. Absolutely. It's not a weakness and don't allow someone's reaction to your vulnerability whether it's someone's laughing at you, rejecting you, or criticizing you, don't yeah. don't let that uh, deter you from being open to the next person or just being open, period, being transparent. Message. That was uh, great. <laughs> so we'll wrap <laughs> up here. Hey, if you have any uh, situations where vulnerability came into play or if you feel like that is one of your greatest weaknesses, vulnerability, and something we said may have helped along the way, let us know. Give us some feedback. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Radio Public, which is my new listening platform. Tanisha B., how can they reach us? Hey, Battles, you can reach us at Combat Divas Podcast on Instagram as well as YouTube, Combat Divas Pod 1 on our Twitter account, Combat Divas Podcast at gmail.com, Combat Divas Podcast on our Facebook page. We'll see you all there. Bye. Combat divas, stomp your left, right, left, combat divas.